When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Washington and Stockley combine his back with Washington. Can he get the ball in the box? He can to Stockley. No, just beyond him. Finds Miller though. Will he take the shot? He does, and it's the goal. John take the lead. 17 and a half minutes gone, and a fully deserved one at that. Yeah, totally agree, Tell. This time they make MK Dons pay. Chana pressed really, really well in his opening 17 minutes. We spoke about the opportunities they should have created and nearly had one through Darren Bratley just a minute ago. This time the ball on the right side, lovely ball in from Washington. And again, an overload on left-hand side. Stockley could have got it. Instead, he leaves it for Liam Miller. And that's a lovely finish from the Liverpool Lonies. So, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at that 1-0 win over Milton Keynes. We just heard the goal there in the intro. And, of course, we'll look ahead to the game at the Valley on Saturday. Massive game uh, with Portsmouth. Always a big game when we play Pompey. Really looking forward to this one. Of course, we'll hear from Lee Boyer throughout the show. We've also got a few of your tweets and emails to come to as well. And who else are we going to hear from this evening? Well, we're going to hear from uh, Closet Liverpool fan, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. Yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. again, just recording early again so you can watch a Liverpool game. It's, it, I'm starting to hope this is, like, think this is more than a coincidence that you always seem to be watching Liverpool. I mean, did you see our game on Tuesday? I've got to find something else to liven things up. <laughs> yeah, we're in a classic. Three points, so that's all that matters. Liverpool would kill for that now. And uh, uh, also joining us uh, on this first evening, Mr. Mark Newbury. How do you, Mark? Evening, Louis. No, I'm all good. All good. Good to have you uh, on the show. Been a while, actually, but uh, you were able to sit down in front of the game on uh, on Tuesday night. So, uh, yeah, three points. Everyone's happy. Yeah, pretty much so. Excellent stuff. So, as I said uh, on tonight's show, uh, look back at Milton Keynes first, Tom, um, and that's not that that's not a bad display, actually, as far as I'm concerned. You know, considering how how much of a runaround they gave us at the Valley in December, to go there and and, and keep their danger man quiet, get away with a one nil win, I was I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've commentated there three or four times for for us, so I feel like. I seem to be there more than anywhere else. Um, and they always seem like very difficult games against MK Dons. I don't know why. Um, uh, and Tuesday was no different. I described it after the game as, as gritty. I think the official uh, Twitter did as well. And it was. It wasn't a pretty game to watch. I know Mark said he enjoyed it um, just off air. But I, I didn't particularly enjoy it as a spectacle. But we did the the sort of hard graft that you've got to do to get results in this league. And... It felt a little bit, again, a little bit more like our chart. And we've said it, what, four or five weeks now, I think. The back end of the Rochdale game, obviously the win at Bristol, the Peterborough, despite the result. I think the 
the games are starting to turn now and the performances are starting to potentially yield results. Um, and obviously Benji put out that very kind of nerdy piece, if you like, about expected goals and shots on target and stuff. But it has felt a little bit like luck just hasn't been going our way in recent weeks. And actually we've done well enough to deserve more from games. And I think Tuesday was a perfect example of where we did everything right. It wasn't pretty. Prattley did his job on Fraser. Um, Schwartz came on and defended more than he attacked. But all those little things got us a result which we fully deserved. And again, now the question is, like the Bristol Rovers game, can we now kick on and actually turn it into a run of wins and not just a bit of a flash in the pan? Because as I say, performances on the whole over the last month have, have been much, much better. Yeah, certainly have. Um, and, and it was a return to that sort of solid base that we'd seen at Bristol Rovers, Mark, you know, a, a good defensive unit. I thought we'd probably let it go again against Swindon when, when we made a, a couple of errors. Um, but, you know, it was back it was back to where it should be. And we, we really did uh, uh, sort of cut down the amount of chances that, that Milton Keynes had. And, and, and again, that for me, that's more important than the fact that we only, we only scored one goal and didn't look that much like scoring too often because we know we can score goals. We're, we're top top two scorers in the league or some or something like that we know we can score goals it's keeping it out that's always been the problem so anytime we see an improvement in that that's always really important for me yeah i think it's what you would a word to describe is regimented um both matthews and purrington neither of them bombed on up the pitch they they stayed tight they very rarely went over their halfway line um obviously gunter and deji worked well together as a team bodies came back in I think we looked more organised. Uh, we looked, and no, and we looked threatening. I think the, um, the shock was is I think when Stockley had a shot from outside the box, you know, twenty five yards, he's out of sight. I'm thinking we don't normally have a strikers who are doing that. We'd like to pass it, pass it, pass it. So, and I think his hold up play and putting himself around in the first half was went under the radar a bit, you know, with the rest of the side, well, especially with Miller. But no, I think regimented, that's how I'd describe us on Tuesday. Yeah, and it certainly worked. Um, I mean, before we talk uh, more in depth about Darren Prattley's superb dis uh, display, Tom, uh, the, the goal itself, Liam Miller, another one who's really been um, performing well over the last few weeks. I mean, Bo, Bo talks all the time the last month or so about how the players he's bringing in, they have to improve us. And you have to say that Liam Miller has done. Um, and, and again, even before we talk about his tracking back in, in, in the second half, particularly, uh, a great goal, you know, he, he took his uh, time to take a touch and drill it into the bottom corner, a little bit of uh, um, composure in front of goal that, that that's great to see from a, a young loney. Yeah, 100%. And when he signed, I said that, that that composure and that final decision will be the thing that makes or breaks this loan spell for him. And that's the thing that will improve with, with age and experience. And I think he came in just before the the game on Sky, didn't he? Was it against Accrington? And I remember basically all Sky talked about in that game was Liam Miller, like he was the next, you know, big thing. And I think I'd said on a podcast, you know, he's he's going to need a bit of time because he is young and he is raw. And his performances have been good, definitely. And he's definitely improved us. But I haven't necessarily been raving about him as much as some people. Um and that's just because that end product isn't hasn't quite been there yet. He's maybe made the wrong decision or whatever. Um, but every game he has definitely improved a little bit each time. And 
Tuesday was definitely his best performance for us. I think he got man of the match, didn't he? He was certainly top two, as you say, with Darren Prattley. Um, and fully deserved his goal because it, it came to him and he, he had quite a lot of time and you need composure. And as I say, for a young player, it's very easy to snatch at that chance or to, to make the wrong decision. But uh, obviously stuck it in the back of the net and, and did the most important thing. Um, and yeah, I think hopefully he can kick on from that now. And and as I say, I, I'm not being critical of him and I'm not suggesting his performances have been poor by any stretch. I think he's definitely improved us. But I think now he hopefully, again, like the results, can start to add that end product a little bit more regularly. And there's no reason he can't get a lot of goals for us, as Alfie was doing prior to, to his injury as well. So, yeah, I was really pleased with his performance and, and hopefully he can continue to improve. And he added an, another side to his game, which we know Bo demands from every player, whether they're the, the flair player or the, the gritty midfielder. And that's hard work and tracking back. And we saw that, you know, in that last last five minutes or so when that cross went over to the far post and he kicked it behind off the defender for a goal kick. You know, that tracking back, I mean, would, would you see that from a Marcus Madison, for example? That's that's how Bo picks his favourites, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and you're right, that's... That's what we need out of these players more than anything else. And again, it goes back to something I think I said a few weeks ago that we didn't really look like we we were a Bowyer side. And, and that's what you expect from them. The Tuesday night's performance, like I say, I didn't particularly enjoy it as a spectacle to watch. But that's exactly the sort of performance that a Bowyer side will give you w- when it needs to. Um, and obviously, when we're back at home and you've got 20,000 in the ground and the pitch is in good condition, we're going to play much better football and, and hopefully a more attacking style. But when you're away on a Tuesday night, having played every four days for, what, three or four weeks now, and the the pitch is like it was, you just need to dig in and try and dig out a result. And you're right, that's exactly what he did. Uh, we've seen more of that from Johnny Williams this season. We've seen more of that from Albie Morgan this season. Bowyer demands it. And I know we're going to come on to talk about Madison later. We, we haven't necessarily seen as much of that, although he has done it in some of the games. Um, but if you're going to play in a Bowyer side, you need to do that. And, and Liam Miller absolutely did. And he's another one that I'm sure at the end of this loan spell is going to go back to Liverpool, a much better player than he came to us. Yeah, certainly. Now, uh, Mark, I don't know if you've had a chance to read uh, Benji Nurek's column in the South London Press today. He's joined up with uh, the winning team there in terms of the uh, the local... We're the only paper, really. <laughs> but um, uh, he, he's done a superb little deep dive into, into Darren Prattley's performance and how he kept Scott Fraser quiet. Um, yeah, if you haven't read it yet, get a chance to. But Mark, I mean that that was vintage Darren Prattley. <laughs> I love Darren when he when he plays like that, and he's he's so he's so good at it, and he's got energy that you know belies his age. And I hate saying that as because he's only about three years older than me. But you know, in terms of football age, he's 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 a veteran. No, I did read it. I thought it was a very good piece, and it's only what like people have been saying. Once you've got Prattley in the right place doing the right job. He's such an integral part of that team, and it shows how much we missed when missed him when he was having to play centre back. You know, and it was his it was his kind of game. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do you know good things. We've seen him score some fantastic goals, but you know he had a job to do, and it reminded me a bit like Keith Jones, who used to play for us alongside Kinsella. And Keith Jones was a kind of player who you give him instructions to mark someone out of a game would literally beyond them like like their laces and it was like that and I just myself and it I think what it did is when it got to the last five minutes we, we know as Charlton fans that you're sitting there going oh I can feel they're going to get a late one or something's going to happen I didn't actually have that feeling watching this game because I thought you know what Prattley's Prattley's there 
you know, he's geeing them up, he's organised them, he's kept their guy quiet. I couldn't see them getting a last-minute winner. And it's, you know, that could be a corner we've we've turned. You know, if we even concede a last one at Portsmouth on Saturday, I'm going to look silly. But, you know, it's just thinking, have him in the right place, doing the right things. Nothing, that is, you know, because I thought also, Jake had another good game. He was there. I mean, I think everyone looked at what Prattley was doing, but Jake was backing him up all the way. And I think he's developing this season into such a good player which is which is great for us because we missed sort of like him last season we had Cullen but you know having Jake and Prattley which would be my ideal too and Shinny buzzing around that's 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 a very very good midfield yeah it certainly is when they've been performing and considering I think maybe three or four weeks ago you know I think a lot of people are pointing out the midfield getting overrun as being a problem it is nice that 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 area of the pitch has started to, to pick up again. I, th- I think we should probably talk a bit about Deji once more, Tom. You know, it's remarkable how long it's taken him to get into the side, really. And, and again, even a month ago, I think between us, we were saying, actually, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'd have him in the team over Prattley at centre-half. But I, I feel like we have we should have Egg on our face now. A big, big helping of humble pie for those of us who, 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 who fought that because he's done quite well since he's come in. Yeah, I can't remember necessarily whether I I was one of those who said that or not. I know I'll I'll find the clip in time for yeah, Sunday. Don't worry. <laughs> nice one. I think something I definitely did say was when they switched it around and brought Pierce back in for that one game uh, against Peterborough. I felt like actually, if Deji is going to be in uh, and him and Gunter are playing together and we get a result, why change it around? And I know Gunter's not a natural centre back, but those two had built up quite a nice partnership in that game. Um, and I think they've continued to do that. And, you know, it's a difficult decision to leave out someone with Pierce's experience who is a natural centre-back and who has been a very good player for us in the past. You know, let's let's make no mistake about it. He, he's been a, a good leader for us. But at the moment, maybe with the niggly injuries and the games coming as thick and fast as they are, he's, he's made a couple of mistakes. And I'm sure he would admit to that as well. So with Deji playing the way he is, um, and with Gunter on the whole playing well at centre-back, I know earlier in the season, uh, Burton away, for example, in particular, but there were a couple of games where he was perhaps guilty of a few mistakes. I think recently he's looked a lot more solid there as well. And I know Famwo is hopefully going to be back soon and um, and hopefully Ryan Innes as well before the end of the season. And you'd imagine at that point they might come in. But they, they just looked a little bit more solid. Um, and Deji and Prattley in particular, as Mark said, that midfield just looked a little bit more balanced in front of them. Uh, Prattley playing in his more natural position. Um, and it, it just the whole team had a lot more balance about it. And yeah, Deji is benefiting from getting to play games now, which which he hasn't had a whole lot, a whole lot of opportunity to do. So yeah, I hope he, him and Gunter start again at the weekend because they're starting to build that relationship now. And that's... That's really important. You look at season before last, we probably had, what, Naby, Bauer and Pierce, or maybe the season before. It was only ever those three that rotated. Um, and there was a lot of consistency there. We haven't really had the opportunity to have that this season. So I think now it's important that we take that opportunity uh, and try and build on that now. Hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting something Tom said there, Mark, about um, Deji starting alongside Guns. That's what he'd like to see happen. Uh, on, on, on Saturday because obviously Guntz is, is not a centre-half. He's starting ahead of, of, of the skipper, Jason Pierce. Uh, I think we'll hear later on in the show that Atkins got an outside chance, but it is only an outside chance for Saturday. Um, but, you know, that that's a big decision and for, for Bo to make, to play Gunter over Jason Pierce. 
Um, it's, it'd be interesting to see how Jason feels about it as well because you know he's the captain. He's he's vastly experienced, but he has made a few mistakes recently. You know, I you know I feel like I know his character well enough to know that he'll keep his head down and, and work as hard as he can to get back into the side. But that must be a bit of a blow for him. Yeah, you could take what he said, put on Twitter after the game, sort of like slightly two ways, um, sort of like almost like forced. Oh well, the boys did really great. You know, saying it was great to sit and watch it. I'm thinking, mm, yeah. I think what you got to give Deji credit for is when he got his yellow card for running out and booting a ball up the pitch. That was just, just like half the length of the pitch. Yeah, yeah it, it was just oh, thank you very much, Deji. Thinking worth it, worth it all the way. Um, yeah, I don't think Pierce can have actually a grumble about being out of the side. I think he has looked weak. I mean, I think I've said on here and sort of like on Twitter as well, it's that it's it's hard to say with Pierce because he came back after his like long summer layoff with injury and whether this is just sort of like a season too far for him because you can't take away what he's done for us over the last couple of seasons, but has it got to a point where you go, you know what, when you are making those mistakes... You know, and he has made mistakes which have cost us goals. And as I said, you know, if Barker had done it, you'd be a bit more forgiving. But when it's your skipper with X amount of hundred games under his belt, making those kind of mistakes, I don't think Gunter can can be pulled out. Um, I think Famo, you know, if he's fit, will he come onto the bench? Will we have both Pierce and Famo two centre halves on the on the bench? Un- unlikely. I'd have thought until he's probably fit enough to sort of like drop back in, and or we don't know if Matthews picks up something and then Boyer's hands forced a bit. So it's a bit of a quandary, but I don't think we're going to be sitting with two centre halves at home on the bench on Saturday. So yeah, certainly it'll be an interesting uh, selection headache for Boyer. Akin is indeed fit enough for a, a place within the squad. So a result that we needed, Tom. Uh, obviously, you've got to back it up, which which we didn't really do after that win uh, against Bristol Rovers. You know, we go on to to drop further points, which is you know being frustrating. Should have should have won. Well, should, yeah, probably should have won the Peterborough games. Certainly should have got something from it. Swindon, we certainly should have won, but we didn't. Um, so we, we have to make sure we back it up. But again, we we've spoken about the last few weeks being on the right upward trajectory, the right curve. You know, we're we're performing better. You know, I, we we haven't seen a chaotic display you know we've made some mistakes we haven't seen quite the chaotic displays that we saw against Rochdale at Quinton or Hull and and we need to make sure that continues now yeah yeah you're completely right performances over the last I would say five I think games now have been a lot lot better um the the kind of calamity defending has still been there for some of the goals we have conceded um and we I know we discussed that at length the other week but that aside, the performance as a whole has been better. We're not being overrun by teams. We're we're digging in. We're we're doing the hard graft. Um, and I've said for a few weeks now that going forward we look really really dangerous. I think Shinny coming back in has made a huge difference. Um, I think Johnny has played well in the games he's he's played in recently. Um, Miller coming in, obviously adding that pace down the flank. I think Albie has looked good on the whole. He's played a couple of beautiful passes in recent weeks. Um, obviously putting Washington through the other week was was the kind of uh, the one that stands out. And then up front, I think Washington's working hard. EK, Ronnie and Stockley coming in. There's competition for places there now um, that there maybe wasn't before. Um, and obviously there was personnel there with Bogle and with Smith, who, who's been obviously recalled today. But they weren't really giving Bowyer a reason to pick them enough 
um, despite the hard work that they were putting in. You know, they weren't putting the ball in the back of the net, which is what they're there for. So, yeah, there just seems a bit more of a balance in the squad. I think, again, something I've spoken about for a few weeks now is Lee knowing his best formation and his best eleven. I think maybe he's starting to get an idea of that. Remember that the signings came in late. It was a chaotic summer um, and they, they do take time to gel. Um, look, we might lose to Portsmouth at the weekend and we're just talking about one one result again. But you're right, it does feel like we're on the right trajectory now. Um, and we've got, I think, just five games. I think there's only one Tuesday in February that we're playing. So he's got a lot more time on the training pitch to work with these players, to hopefully get some of them back fit. Um, so yeah, I think the next two months are going to be absolutely massive for us because teams have got games around us, but there's obviously not a lot of time left in the season. So they've still got a lot of games to play in a short space of time. And hopefully we've got over that now. Uh, and hopefully just, you know, a game a week for the majority of the weeks, we can start to, to focus on the training pitch and actually start to gel this side together because they haven't really had that opportunity. So yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear what the addicts boss Limo, uh, Limo, <laughs> Liboya made of the game. Uh, that would be his job if he's like a gardener or something, Limoa. But um, against uh, Milton Keynes Dons, I asked the boss what he made of it after the match. Um, a very professional, gritty um, performance. I thought I thought we was good from from start to finish. I thought our shape was good. Um, our work rate, our commitment, our fight. Um, I think everything from, from start to finish was was excellent. And to come away with a clean sheet as well after some of the defensive problems that's been over the last few weeks, that was a, a, a real good result for you? Yeah, I think we, we got back to doing the basics right, you know. Um, that They're human beings, they're going to make mistakes. And uh, the most important thing is is that we we got a clean sheet against a, a, a good, very good MK side. They score a lot of goals, Aiden. They're a good side, and um, I think our shape was was excellent. I think uh, everything that we, we planned to do worked. Um, but you, you can't afford to carry any players. And tonight, I think you see that we we didn't carry anyone. Everyone put shifting. They, they won their individual battles. Got Liam Miller in the 87th, 88th minute, defending across on his far post, outstandingly, like a like a season fullback. Um, and then the next second, he's then sprinting up the other end, and thought he was outstanding tonight. If it was on a better pitch, he sets up Ronnie as well for a tapping. Uh, if it takes a bubble as he goes to cross it to Ronnie, and that's unlucky. But so yeah, I thought I thought we was good. I think we should have. If we'd have just taken care of the ball, you know, like when we first won it back, we set little traps and then we, we, we pressed and we won the ball. But then it was just that next pass or then the second pass, we, we was a bit sloppy. Um, again, the pitch was poor. So oh, I said to the players, oh, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of that. Um, but yeah, if we'd, have, if we'd have taken care of that first initial, first or second pass, we, we would have scored a lot more. Even first half before we scored, there was a couple of occasions I thought, here we go, goal, go, go on, go on. And we just didn't didn't make the right decision or or, or the pass was wrong. So, um, but yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, obviously. And and just a word uh, for Darren Prattley. You mentioned in your Valley Pass interview, obviously he had to work really hard to keep Fraser quiet because we, we know what, what trouble he gave us at the Valley in, in, in the game in December. He's their best player. 
He's their best player. And when we play them at our place, he causes a lot of problems. But Darren Prattley is an, an experienced pro and, and a winner. Um, I said to him before the game, look, you, you, uh, if you can keep quiet, that is, that's just now gone to Crystal Palace and you can keep quiet, Bradley Dack, then you can do the same with this lad. At the end of the day, you have to respect every team that you play against. And uh, perhaps his job out of possession was to make sure that, that Fraser didn't do anything to hurt us. And, and I think he done it exceptionally well. So um, players like that, they're priceless. They're priceless. And looking at the defence as well with, with another clean sheet, I thought um, Deji looked quite good again today. Obviously, he was someone who had to be very patient for his chance. What have you made of him in the, the few performances he's put in since he's come back in? Yeah, I think he's done well. I think he's looked quite solid. Obviously, the Peterborough, him and Piercy both drop, and but taking that one thing away, I think he's I think he's done very well uh, on the ball. He's, he's not run away from it. He's, he's wanted the ball, um, but most importantly, what what his job is is, is defended well, um, defended crosses, aggressive. From, from from goal kicks and things like that. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's done well. So, he's got to continue that, though. Um, it's no good doing it for two, three, four, five games. You, you've got to continue that. Uh, every game you're playing, you, you have to be at, at your best. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview there. Just before the break, we heard from the Addicts boss, Lee Boyer, after that win up at Milton Keynes. A uh, big one for the uh, the Addicts boss. Very pleased with the, with the uh, display he was. Um, 
what else we got? We got a few things I want to talk about. Actually, we would come on, come on to Paul Smith leading and what Bo said after the game about Marcus Madison as well. But let's let's speak uh, speak to you guys first via email. So we've got your emails and your tweets that have come in. Phil Hall says hi guys, a good, well disciplined performance on Tuesday against MK. Uh, although I would prefer that we don't go so defensive once we have scored. I can understand it at the moment with the pressure that has been building without securing the points, but it's always risky uh, because as we know only too well, we have made basic errors in this defence recently. Uh, for the midfield was probably our strongest combination and the effort and commitment of all four midfield players was outstanding. A special praise to Liam Miller who would clearly prefer to be receiving the ball and running at defenders but showed great discipline in playing as deep as necessary to strengthen the left flank defensively. Uh, good to have two pairings that can play together up front and ease the stress of playing two matches per week by splitting the duty potentially on a 60-30 uh, minute basis for each pairing uh, and I don't think there is too much uh, to choose between either pairing uh, like to see the same team with possibly the alternate strikers is starting on Saturday uh, and if fit adding Famewo to the bench to get him 15 minutes in preparation for future games Pompey will be another tough test uh, and if we can pick up another three points I think the results will continue to come enjoyable listen and build up to each game keep up the good work that's from Phil Hall cheers for that Phil yeah well, I mean um, a lot was made of the amount of possession that Milton Keynes had on Tuesday 70% but they, they, they do tend to be a very heavily possession-based side, Mark. Um, and I think it looked like Bo was quite happy for them to have a lot of the ball. I mean, I, I understand. I, I do feel, yeah, we didn't create as much after we scored. We, did, we didn't create much throughout at all. But we did what we had to do. And, you know, some, sometimes that's just how you have to face a side who are good on the ball, like MK. Yeah, but to be honest, they can have it for 95% of the time. If they don't score, they don't score. I mean, I always say, even record books will say we won 1-0. It won't say, oh, they had 75% of possession. And to be honest, we were always almost better. We had better results, I think it used to be. I'm not sure if it still is, the stat people will know. That when we didn't have the bulk of possession, when we had under sort of like 45 possession percent, we were actually better and we were getting more wins. Um, and like I say, you can have it all you like. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was a... I mean, you said about the pitch. I mean, it was both for, for both teams. But and I think it's, when it comes down to it, I think that was the only thing of Bowyer's mistake he made is when he put um, Albion and he just didn't really get involved with getting on the ball or anything but I think it wasn't his kind of game I mean I don't like Watson but I think if he'd dropped him him in it's his kind of like game to put your foot in Albion just didn't see enough of a ball um, it's it's hard with Washington's probably going to be out so it's, do you start with Ronnie and then put Chucks on or do you start with Chucks and then put Ronnie on um, I'd probably start with Ronnie and swapping for Chucks at half time alongside um, Stockley. Uh, it depends if whether he's going to stick Bogle back into the um, four because he said he wanted four. So yeah, I'd say that seems unlikely to me. <laughs> but yeah, you never know. And, and there, that is another a good point that was raised by Fielder and mentioned by Mark about the uh, the alternate strikers. It'd be interesting actually if if people have a preference. Uh, if you want to tweet that in time for for Sunday show, I'd be interested about that actually because yeah, uh, Phil said he he doesn't seem too much between the two sort of little groups of strikers that we've seen playing with each other. Um, we've got a tweet in as well. So we've got a message in from uh, John West from the Upbeat. Seems to be having a, a good time. I hope you're well, John. I hope you're uh, enjoying, uh, uh, well, lockdown. <laughs> I don't think you can enjoy that, but maybe getting out and kicking the ball in the garden or something uh, while you're waiting to go back. Right, Redmond uh, says it was a great team display. Miller was brilliant all over the pitch. Subs were inoffensive, though. Wish we could kill games off, not sit back 
on a 1-0 lead. Come on, the Addicts. Great show, as always. That's from Redmond. Cheers, Craig. Uh, Dara says, our midfield has been good since Prattley finished his suspension and Shinny has come back into the side. A lot easier not to concede goals when the defence isn't exposed by the midfield being overrun. Deji has been an unsung hero as well uh, since returning from injury. Yeah, good mention there for Andrew Shinny. We haven't really spoke about Tom. He's... Uh, Again, he's added something to us, isn't he? And you can see him sort of... He, he, he just pops up in between the lines. He, he seems to be everywhere, doesn't he? A little bit of a creative spark. Yeah, you're, you're right. I was about to say, finds his space in between the lines constantly um, and just kind of buzzes around a little bit, kind of similar to Prattley, but slightly higher up the pitch. Uh, it just always seems to be there, always seems to be the one looking to try and get on the ball. And I mean, we know the quality he's got. Um, from from his time in, you know, we've seen him up against us plenty of times, but I think to have him in our team, um, I, I don't think I really anticipated him being out of the side to make as much of a difference as it did. Um, but now he's come back in and performances have improved again. It shows just what a difference he's making. I remember people used to say the same about, about Cullen when he missed time out. And then he'd come back in, you'd be like, oh, that was the problem. Um, so yeah, I think he's maybe becoming a bit more visible in recent games, obviously getting on the end of a goal again the other day um, and just c- contributing in the final third of the pitch as well as doing doing the dirty work at the other end. So, yeah, unlike the other players that I've spoken about in that midfield that have improved, I think he's one that definitely gets up and down the pitch quite a lot um, and, and is someone we need in this side, definitely. Uh, and saw his interview after Swindon at the weekend. Seems to have a good personality too, so... Yeah, a good, strong character to have in the group, I think. Mm, yeah, certainly is. Right, PJN says, injuries and suspensions aside, I wouldn't want to see Prattley and Watson both starting a game. For me, Prattley has to start ahead of Watson. What are your thoughts on that? And Madison not even be uh, being referred to, let alone in the squad. All very cryptic from Boya on him. Mark, yeah, I mean, we'll save the Madison chat for a little while because I want to hear a, a clip about him in a bit. But... Um, Prattley and Watson. I saw today that Bromley Addicts are going to be doing a live Zoom supporters meeting with Prattley and Watson both in it. And my immediate thought was that I can't have them both in, in the same Zoom. Get Albion or someone liven it up a bit. But yeah, what do you think about having them potentially in the same in the same team now that Watson's sort of edging back to fitness? No, 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 and no. Um, basically, no, and no. Um, I've is that is that a no? Just to clarify. I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> you you can't play either to them together because they're both almost like like anchoring and then they're too close together and then you're going to say you want someone who's going to drive on and they're both almost like safety net players in that midfield so you can say like we're here if you want to take the ball and jake or alby whatever and spray it around we're going to look after you if you have two of those it negates it because you're then going to be saying right you know we're going to have no width they're going to be too narrow um i mean he's he's got more you know, yellow cards when he has goals. So, I, I, I don't know. He's not the kind. He's not the same player who played against us. And I wish he was. I really wish he was because you know he's one of those players. You think yourself, you know, he could he could actually can control a game. But I think if you've got Prattley there as well, I think they're going to be stepping on each other's toes. And you don't want to step on Darren Prattley's toes. He'll put you in the east stand whether you're on his side or not. Um, <laughs> So no, I'd, I'd, look, have him on the bench. You know, if you need him to shore up towards the end, like I said, I think I'd have brought him on Tuesday night. Um, but because I just think he's just got a bit more for that kind of pitch. Which, like I say, yeah, I don't think Albie touched the ball three times because he just looked lost, being it was almost like a tip of a diamond. 
And I think mm. Watson does that kind of job for you really well, but I just don't think you can play the two of them together. I think it's just too 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 similar. It's not, it's like you wouldn't play to put those two goalkeepers in, so why put two of exactly the same kind of player in? So <laughs> we probably could have done with two goalkeepers at times recently, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, more than you that. Can't, yeah. yeah, you can't do that, right? Um, Rogers, uh, yeah, talking about Madison as well. So we'll come on to that shortly. But first, I just want to talk about a little bit about transfers uh, because uh, you know we've known for a few days now that that Paul Smith was going to go back to QPR. That's actually been confirmed now whilst we're recording the pod. And also he's gone out to Accrington Stanley uh, straight away on loan. He's played there before, actually. And I was just looking at Accrington's video announcing the signing of Paul Smith. Shows, it says backflips incoming, and it shows it shows him doing loads of backflips while scoring for Accrington. I, was like, I didn't know he did that. But then I thought, well, the only time he ever scored for us was when we pulled a goal back at bottom of the table, Burton Albion. So you'd have to have some pretty big balls in him to start backflips when we've just got back to 2-1 against bottom of the league side so uh, clearly didn't do that so but anyway it's interesting just to hear uh, from Bo it's only a short clip but he was asked today if if Paul Smith going back to QPR uh, will you know be the start of some more movement for the addicts if it doesn't then it's not through lack of trying um, like I said after the game we, we will bring in players if we can and they will have to improve us uh, we won't just bring in people just to come in and, and sit there and watch football. So it's a waste of time and a waste of money. So um, if we can do any business, it will be the right person coming through the door to uh, to, to make us stronger with, with the running. So, I mean, Boyer's making it clear, Tom, that he would like, it, you know, he's, he's trying to wheel and deal. We know about this cap. You know, Smith going out, Bogle hinting he probably might leave. And, and I think that would certainly be something that Charlton are trying to do is, is to move him on you know hopefully that will give you some space to bring someone else in now we've got another striker in we've got Akin coming back so do is it defender still if Akin's back and Ryan Innes I don't know if how he's a bit further away still or is it midfielder we've got a lot of midfielders where is it or is it just you know get another striker in so, we, so we've got about 50 I think yeah no I think striker's probably fine I think I'd like to see another shinny type midfielder come in as I said kind of when I was speaking earlier I think the impact of him not being in the side was was a real issue um, and I can't really think of anybody else who is kind of typical box to box like I say the likes of, of Albie and, and Liam and, and Johnny do track back now um, or certainly more than perhaps they did but they're not it's not their game necessarily um, I think as Mark touched on we're stocked with kind of Prattley at the base and uh, Watson to come in if needed but I do think perhaps somebody else who can give us that energy in the park in kind of the middle third of the pitch would, would potentially be an option um, Bowyer often talks about two players for every position and I, I don't think we've got a like for like replacement for Shinny if he misses out um, or the other place I still think would be centre back as as we say we don't know when Ryan Innes is coming back Fanwo you would expect to, to be quick to slot in um, and Deji is improving but a month ago, if we'd known that, that Deji or, or Pierce were going to have to be playing alongside Fanway for the rest of the season, I think some people would have said that's not strong enough. Um, and I think for Pierce, some of Pierce's recent performances maybe echo that. And Deji still you know, has those fragilities in him. So I think maybe another centre-back to push them um, or someone in, in Shinny's place would be good. Um, but as Bowie always says, it, it needs to improve us. Um, and I don't think we're going to get a forward in that improves on what we've already got. 
Uh, and I don't think any of the other positions either. I think we're pretty well stocked everywhere else. So that's where I'd be looking. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, last few days of the window. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you sad to see Paul Smith go? He had little flashes for us. I like I like bits and pieces what I saw of him. Yeah, I, I, I didn't dislike the guy. I th- you know, I think he he was played up front and then he was pushed out sort of like to the wing and he took people on, he crossed the ball. That's probably the position I'd be looking for, for literally another winger. I think defence, we've got enough cover. Midfield, because we haven't talked about Gilby. Gilby's there as well. Um, so midfield, I think we're okay. I just think maybe another sort of like a winger, a Lloyd Sam type winger. Someone who sort of like can get round someone and curling across. It's what we thought Madison was going to do. But someone who's, but you're not going to get anyone, you know, good. You're probably just going to pick up another loan. But I'm not sure. Are we up to our full quota of loan signings now? Um, I'm, I'm not certain on that. So, is there, a, is there a zippy winger out there which we can pick up cheap? Probably not. So we'll have to be what we've got, and it depends if anyone goes out. I know there's been talk about, you know, Bogle actually going out somewhere. But I, I don't know who's going to pick him up. And that would probably leave us short in as like Davison's out on loan. So it would leave us up with Chuck Swanee and Stockley and Washington. Mm. But if Washington's going to be out for a few weeks, it leaves you three. So, I mean, I know, you know, you've got people like Johnny who can play in the 10. And uh, you could probably drop Miller in as well. But, you know, maybe up front would be the only place. But I'd be churlish, I think. I'd, I'd like, I think a few weeks ago I'd have had a central defender. If people coming back now, like I said, you know, you're not going to end up playing them. So, you know, we've had lone players over the last couple of seasons who've got half a game or a game, and that's been it. And you're thinking, well, why have we actually had them? They've not improved us. Mm, yeah, and just looking at the loan. So with, with Smith going back, I think that's left us with four. Marks and Shuni, Stockley and Miller. So there is space for one more, and you, I mean, I think you can have as many as you want, but I think you can only have five in a match day squad. But I, I do believe that leaves us with one more, unless I've missed one off off this list. Don't blame me, blame Soccer Base if that is uh, the case. Now, uh, Madison's been mentioned a few times on the show. Um, yeah, PJN said it in his tweet about uh, Madison not being mentioned in today's press conference, but he was mentioned on Tuesday, and I don't think anyone directly asked today. I was, I was, I was only sort of half listening in. Um, so and then Roger says it seems like Boyer doesn't like Madison after all after what we heard on Tuesday so just in case you haven't read what Bo said when asked about uh, Madison the update to his injury or his fitness on Tuesday I'm just going to play it for you now so this is Boyer and Madison after the game on Tuesday No Marcus Madison has had a few days off because he, he said he was ill um, and then someone he knew then had Covid uh, and obviously he had that uh, ankle injury, didn't he? So Marcus Madison is uh, not training. Um, I've not seen him for a few days. I think I seen him yesterday, but from a distance. Uh, he was outside with the fitness people ticking boxes, like ticking the box to see if he can start training again. So, but yeah, he's um, he's not been in in and around us for for a few days now. Your eyebrow raising, I think, is the, the the way I'd describe that, Tom. You know, you know, when 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 Bo was saying it, I did think, wow, that you know, it doesn't sound great, does it? Um, the way the way he speaks about Madison, um, and we, I, I think it's become quite clear that he's Madison is a skillful player, but he's not really a Bowyer kind of player. He he doesn't do that tracking back as much as, as you'd hope to see. And then Bo was nappy, jumped out of a tackle. I think it was the end of Aquinton game. 
um, a, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there was one game where Bo did praise Madison for his running around and tracking back. So he's, he's got it in him, but I'm guessing he doesn't strike, strike me as the sort of player who would always do that. And I just wonder if Bo's, you know, may, oh, maybe I'm reading too much into it. What, what, what did you make of what Bo said, Tom? Yeah, it is interesting. And you and I had this debate on, on WhatsApp the other day, didn't we? And you kind of came to the conclusion that, that managers think they they can be a, the manager to, to turn a player like that. And we know he's had his uh, issues with certain clubs in the past. Um, for me, when he signed, uh, it's, it threw up a bit of a red flag um, because they are big personalities. Obviously, I don't know Madison personally, but you know he comes with this reputation. We've all seen the the Peterborough Steve Evans press conference as a, a prime example of how Boya can react in, in certain scenarios. So I, I never thought the two of them were going to get on necessarily, um, but I did wonder whether Boya could mould him into the sort of player he wants. And I, I wonder whether he feels maybe he hasn't been able to do that, I think. What's interesting is that with other players he's called out, and we, you know, we've spoken openly about Johnny Williams as a, as a key example of this, but Albie Morgan as well, and, and there's plenty of others across the team, Omar Bogle. He's then given them a chance. They've come back into the side, and, and largely they've done well. You know, Williams and Bogle in particular scored goals very soon after being called out. Morgan has, has gone from strength to strength in the last season, I would say, after after the same. So... I wonder whether something has happened that means Boya doesn't want to give Madison that chance to repay it or whether he's just injured at the moment and he's he's going to have to wait and, and he will give him a go. It, it's a difficult one. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it just isn't going to work out. Uh, and it is a shame because, as you say, you see his highlights reel, which I know you can't judge everything on, but we know, we know he can play football. Um, and we've even seen it just in the brief time that he's had with us. But... You know, if it doesn't work out, ultimately no player is bigger than the team. And particularly with a Boya team, it is all built around that kind of collaboration. Um, and, you know, every player putting their body on the line for everybody else. And I, I wonder whether Madison has that to the extent that Boya needs. But it is just one comment after one game. Um, and it would be interesting to see once Madison feels he is fit, what happens then. Uh, what sort of a run are we on? Are we winning games? Do we need somebody like that to come in? And just see whether Bowie gives him a chance then, because I still think he offers us something on the pitch, but maybe he's a bit of a luxury player and Bowie isn't one for those in his side, I don't think. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it, it makes a decision. Uh, the, the decision strange about signing him, perhaps, because uh, as Tom said, we know what he's about. I guess... Um, Mark, when when I mean Tom mentioned the meaning, was speaking about this on WhatsApp the other day, um, and I I did say you know also as well as you know every manager thinks they're going to be the one to turn a player around and get him playing in his mould. And, and don't don't take this as us writing Madison off and saying he's finished now. It's not at all. It's just where we are currently. You know, trying to trying to work out what the relationship is between the player and the manager. Um, also, you know, it is worth the gamble I think because he will have come in under the cap, so he's on the cheaper wages although of course you know we haven't got many of these wages to throw around but if if it comes off and there is still time for that to happen the player he can be for us it'd be well worth that gamble isn't it so if Boyer can find that thing that clicks into place for Madison and turns him into the player we know he can be I mean he can still be massive for us in the second half of the season oh he can and I think we've sort of like suffered a bit because 
we we publicly courted him um, before we went to Hull, and you know we thought, okay, then he's going to go there. We didn't realise behind the scenes, you know, we didn't have a pot to in, and um, so we've he knows that we've wanted him, and then so when we finally got him, whether he's turned up with the attitude like, oh, you've really wanted me, you've been chasing me for so long. You know, I'm just going to turn up, do what I do, and that's it. But he's then got here, and the things to do, if you want to be in a Bowyer team, you work hard and you try hard. And if he sees you not doing either of those two things, that's it. And I think possibly he's quite vocal, and he's probably, you know, Bowyer's been giving it to him, and he's probably giving it a bit back, because I don't think he's a shy retiring type. And... um Bowie's gone right. I'm the manager, so you know you do what you do. And you know, I saw that thing after the other night, and I did think to myself, "Oh, did it just get colder in here, or was it just me?" Um, with that, and he he's got so much skill, in, and oh, it is frustrating when you have a player like that. You're thinking, you know, why can't you do it? And you know, whether Bowie's not a hundred percent saying that his attitude's there, you know, not right, and. Like you say, maybe he thought he could change it round, but maybe you know because we were so keen to get him, Madison's come in with a you know I, I should be the star of this team. You've been after me for a year, you know, so just you know put me in and just let me do what I do. I'm not going to track back. I'm just going to do that five minutes of magic and get your goal or whatever. And you know you don't have that luxury in League One. You know you've got hard working teams all the way around because they don't have the skills, so they work harder. You know if you've lost to a a team which has outworked you, you know, you've got to say, well, we've got to work harder. And if you've got one player who's going, well, no, I don't really want to work that hard. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be a teammate with someone who's not going to put in the same amount of effort I'm putting in. So, you know, I think... That sounds Madison's... like a, a thin, thinly veiled dig at Nathan there, not doing the pod recently to me, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let it slide. <laughs> right. Right, let's uh, let's have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time to look ahead properly to the Portsmouth game. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny takes. It's a shot. It's a shot. Oh, oh, great break. Oh, the power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. That you're gonna be okay anyway. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live, the final part of the big match preview, and it is the aptly named show this week. Sometimes you call it the big match preview, and you're playing some old cloggers. It doesn't, it doesn't really do it justice. But it's a big one uh, on Saturday at the Valley. We welcome Portsmouth, a familiar foe to us, uh, fifth versus six, or sixth versus fifth, really at the Valley. And um, they, they've got two games in hand on us, and are a point ahead of us. So really, we need to pick up a result to stop them climbing too far away from us now let's hear from Lee Bowyer first before we discuss it ourselves as always with his uh, previews of the game we'll start with a fitness update uh, he was asked first of all about Connor Washington of course who went off injured uh, during the win at Milton Keynes Connor's going to go for a scan today um, obviously we won't know know anything regarding him until later on uh, Ian Ian's fine he'll train today um Again, it was more of a rest thing for him. He's, he's a young lad, come in, played a lot of games. I just felt like it was catching up with him before he got injured. Then that was the right thing to do. Um, so he, he come come back in training, so he's fine. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Uh, Akin, not sure. He, he might be training today. He might be with a group. Um, just had a meeting there. So we'll, we'll see how he goes. Might be a bit too early for, for the weekend, but um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how he goes today. Talk about Portsmouth. Um, they're a side that play various different formations, but uh, Saturday's a fixture, obviously, that the club has a lot of memories uh, uh, for uh, for matches against Portsmouth. But um, be a good time, not just for back-to-back wins, of course, but for uh, beating a side that's also in the top six just above us. Yeah, I think yeah, when when you play these sides that are in and around you, it's good for a mental. Like if if you win mentally, it, it, it's good as well, you know, because. Obviously, it puts some doubt into the other team and then it gives you that boost like going into the next one. So, but Portsmouth, we all know, like in the time I've been in charge, it's every single time we've played Portsmouth, it's, it's dead been tight games. Um, first goals are always important in them, in them tight games and uh, and you have to compete. You have to compete against them because they're, they're a big, strong, physical team. Um and they've got players in, in the final third that hurt you. Like you, you see it, they're not in that that position that they're in for, for nothing. You know, they're a good team. Um, they're always tough. You have to fight from start to finish. Uh, two years ago, we go back to that. And I remember playing them away. I think Christian came off with concussion. George ended up come having concussion after the game. <laughs> like it was crazy. And, and and you have to put your body on the line. Like that's, that's what happens when you play against top sides that like Portsmouth, uh, that are physical. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we'll have to be ready for sure. There we go then, Bo. You're looking ahead to the game against uh, Portsmouth. Oh, it's a massive, it's a massive game, Tom. I mean, not only for us to build on this little run of, of one win that, that we've had, uh, but, you know, to try taking into account performances improving. But also, as I've already said, you know, the, the, the team... We're playing uh, uh, one place above us with one point more, but they have two games in hand. We, we, we. I mean, realistically, we, we, we don't want to see anyone above us getting too far away from us because then when we're relying on what's below us as well, and we, 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 we need to make sure that we pick up a, a win. I think that'd be quite important. Yeah, absolutely, huge game, and it's kind of become our classic League One fixture. It feels like over recent seasons um and as Boya said they've always been really tight games you know one goal for the majority of them has decided them um and this one I imagine is going to be no different uh, I know that they've been on a kind of mixed run in terms of results recently I think in January they've maybe lost four and one two but I know they had a really good run in December um and they've played both Hull and Lincoln who are obviously the top two uh, this this month as well. So you factor that in. Look, they're a good side. They're a physical side. Um, we know the sort of game it's going to be, as I say, because we've played them a lot of times recently. Um, and you're right. I think I don't want to use the phrase must win because it's way too early in the season for that. But if we don't win, then there is that opportunity for those sides to just drift slightly further away from us. And as you say, we don't have the games in hand anymore. And obviously those teams have to go and win those games in hand for them to matter. But if we can get points on the board here, jump up, I think, potentially to, what, fourth place, um, leapfrog Portsmouth, um, then, yeah, it could put us in, in really good shape uh, and start to build on, on some momentum from Tuesday night. So, yeah, just 
if just focusing on ourselves as a team, the the confidence that a victory against that side would give us would would be massive. As I say, going into February, where we've just got one game a week and can really knuckle down on the training pitch. So, um, yeah, uh, an absolutely massive game for us. Yeah, now Portsmouth, they're going to be bay, uh, without Jack Watmos had his uh, appeal against the red card he got against Lincoln rejected. So it will be serving a free match ban. But, I mean, they've, they've got some good players. You know, Look at their form. They've just lost the last couple couple of heavy like heavy defeat at home to Hull beaten by Lincoln the, you know the top two sides in the division so you know we show it's doable and, and the result against them down at Fratton Park the performance was one of my favourite performances uh, of, of the season as well so um <laughs> It's it's hard it's hard to gauge. It'd be interesting, Mark. Again, as a gauge of where we are currently, because when we played a big team recently, like the likes of Accrington, who are up there, you know, despite the size of the club, uh, and and of course, Hull City, we we've looked a bit silly, really. We we've been outplayed. Peterborough beat us, although we played better than them. So, be again another interesting gauge of where we are, how we're shaping up now against the top sides again. Yeah, I mean, this one hurts for not being at the Valley for... I, I, I love Charlton-Portsmouth's games, I really do. I think their fans, when they're packing that stand out, you know, and they always do pack it out, and they're noisy, and it's always the same. Almost like we do at Fratton, we make the same like noise down there, and I think there's respect between the two clubs, the history between the two clubs. It's always one of the fixtures I look for first when they come out, if we're in the same league, when we play Pompey. Um because I've got a lot of time for them. Um, it, they're what I call like, like an honest club, and it's it's a tough one because they are they are in intermittent form. But like I say we're not pulling up trees ourselves. You know we've had a win, a draw, a loss, and so I think the advantage is if it if the rain holds off and the valley's looking nice and green, that will play into our strengths passing it round. But maybe sort of like not having the crowd there. Will will help them a touch more. Um, they've, you know, other teams have said that. You know, they've come to the valley this year, and because it hasn't had a crowd there, it's you know it's benefited them really because they said it's a big imposing ground, which is full and noisy. They said they haven't had that, so it's it's a hard one. It's fifty fifty. I think I think if we start off on the front foot, and he doesn't ch- if he doesn't change the back four um, for a reason, and we start off on the front foot like we did against Milton Keynes. I mean, we get chances. We've got people there now who know where the goal is. I mean, Chucks is looking awesome when he comes on, holding a ball, putting himself around. Stockley impressed me the other day. You know, that kind of striker. Bit of height on him as well. Not afraid to sort of like lean into people. And Ronnie's, Ronnie's a smart finisher. So I think if we can put enough chances up there, so I I think we can get something out of the game. I mean... It is a tough one. Would I take a draw if if we if we're two down and we come back to two two? Yes, you know if we're two up and it comes back to two two, no. So it, it's 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 tough. I can I can't call it, shall we say? But I'm just saying this is mm. one which I miss for most this season. Yeah, and you're right about it being a really tough one to call because you don't, you never know what sort of Portsmouth side are going to show up. Certainly, look, you know their form can be a bit. Uh, intermittent, if that's the right word, is very inconsistent, and, and and probably the same with us. To be fair, over the last few weeks, uh, I mean, Tom, just before we hear your prediction, is is there any particular change you'd make to the side? Um, you know, one of the tweets earlier is talking about what what strikers we'd start with, and that is sort of basically a rotational basis that we go with at the moment. Um, the midfield, well, hard to see too many changes after the. I don't know if Prattley 
knackered or anything after the, the display put in. But is there anything you'd like to see change? Uh, it's a difficult one. I think largely I'd like the midfield to stay as similar as it can and try and get that consistency. Certainly the back four, or if possible as well. Um, I know Martin might be fit again to come in. I actually think Perrington did fine on on Tuesday and I'm an advocate of just keeping that back four if they've kept a clean sheet. So it'll be interesting to see what he does there. I think in terms of the forwards, I think Connor Washington for me is a, is a starter purely because of his work rate. Um, I know him and Ronnie are kind of the two similar strikers. So they're not the pair that are likely to play together, but I think against a side like Portsmouth, it'd be interesting to see two of those and that work rate in there. Um, but then, you know, Chucks and, and uh, Stockley give us that physicality, which again, we're going to need in both boxes. So, yeah, I think the top two will be the interesting one for me. Aside from that, I'd largely like the the uh, nine behind them to stay the same. Um, so I wonder whether he will rotate and, and put Ronnie and, and Chucks in from the start um, or try and maybe mix those combinations up, you know, because he says it's it's like for like. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to play as a two and a two. So... Yeah, up front is where I'm interested to see who he goes with. But the rest of it, I would hope, would say largely the same. Excellent stuff. Right, we've just, got, uh, just about got time for some predictions. So, Tom, how do you see this one going? 1-0 uh, Charlton. Nice. Just like back to the Valley Day in 1992, Mark. I'm going 2-1 Charlton. Lovely stuff. Right, so uh, that's the end of uh, this week's Charlton Live, uh, the big match preview. Thanks to all of you who've tuned in. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday uh, to look back at that game uh, against Pompey. So hopefully we shall see you again then. Thanks to Tom and to Mark for joining me on this evening's show. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Beb. Good to have you both with me. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Sunday. Limoya made of the game. Uh, that would be his job if he's like a gardener or something, Limoa. But um, against uh, Milton Keynes Dons, I asked the boss what he made of it after the match. I think that might be the worst joke I've ever done on this show. That was, that was bad. Oh, no, there's, there's a long list of those, Lou. <laughs> Connor Washington esque. Nah, that's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs>